once again, you already know what it is and you already know where you have reached. We are in the building. You got Conrad Cushman, Everything Pro Wrestling. I'm your man, Sean Hubbard of Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. And this is Clash of the Podcast, Episode 2. Buffalo Bills kicked tail on opening weekend. My New York Giants shocked the world by winning their opening game for the first time. You're welcome for the coach, too. I appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. Our former coach of the Bills definitely helped us out, our new head coach. But we are fired up because what a time to be alive in the world of professional wrestling, man. Listen, CM Punk, the elite, Hangman Adam Page in AEW, all that drama going on. Bloodline, where's Roman Reigns? Is he going to take another vacation? What's the deal with the Bloodline, the addition, Solo Sokoa, all these things going on? Conrad, talk to the people, brother. Listen, we got a major lineup of show for you guys. The main thing is, uh, can AEW fix what is broken? That is what we are going to be talking about. That is the main headline of the news. We're also going to talk about Braun Strowman's return and what we would do with the bloodline heading into Survivor Series. All that and more coming up on this episode of Clash. Let's get it. Yes. can't come up in here b-boy skyline asking questions like are we getting a rant today you might mr pro wrestling thank you for joining us anyone else who trickles in welcome them um sean sean i don't i don't know man we just we just dive right in like is this just head first like let's let's do what we got to do and i am so sick (laughs) of cm punk of the elite, of all these people acting like petulant children. They're all guilty, in my opinion. Now, I have gone on a rant in the past about how CM Punk is unprofessional, and I stand by that statement. But it's not just CM Punk by himself. No, it is not. It is several people. I am sickened. By the lack of professionalism, I am sickened by the lack of intestinal fortitude for the business that we all love. You have to. I understand Casey Briggs. I see what you're saying. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yes, we're ripping off the Band-Aid, B-Boy. We're not playing around. I understand CM Punk is responding to things that are going on. Okay, I understand that. But CM Punk should have learned from his previous situation. CM Punk, we all agree, was done dirty in WWE, okay? We all agree that he wasn't given what he was supposed to have. You don't take all that angst and all that hurt and bring it with you to a new organization. That's what you should have been taking the last seven years off to get yourself together, okay? You are a grown man. You're a veteran now. Start being able to respond in a professional manner. And sometimes, as I adjust my camera, sometimes the best response is no response. No response. I'm going to let you talk because I can go on all day. I'm just getting started. 
I, listen, I have a lot too. Me and Casey see eye to eye on this, but we talk a lot. So we, we kind of agree with a lot of the stuff that's going on with this. I think that this was a situation that someone didn't reel in before it got out of control. Mm-hmm. And I think this is all part of Tony putting new people into place and everything else. Now, there's a lot of other people who don't get blame in any of this who deserve blame. Now, before you go into your stuff, because I want you to really dive in, I am being fair. I didn't say it's all CM Punk's fault. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. But I am going to get into that, though, because I think that plays a big part into what I'm seeing a lot online when it comes to it. Um, Going back to, I guess, the original source of all of this, it's Cole Cabana. At some point in time, we have to assume Cole Cabana or the elite complained about his positioning within the company. No offense, people. I'm going to be 100% honest. Sean, when was the last time Cole Cabana wrestled before CM Punk came? Oh, my God. Forever. Forever. Nobody knows, right? I, I couldn't tell you. Maybe NWA and that's a stretch. We all knew. He was supposed to get – Brody Lee was going to end up tearing his head off. He was supposed to be the fool who didn't know he was in the wrong group and Brody was going to destroy him. That was what was going to happen, Period. Now, when it comes into looking at what happened, Hangman Page, he went in there, he started this kind of, he went into business for himself on that double or nothing. CM Punk looked foolish that night. I remember. I'm interjecting because it needs to be known that you were right and I was wrong. It needs to be known. I'm saying it out loud. You told me that a couple of weeks ago. I was a little closed-minded at the time. You were right. Page started it. I will give you that. Page started it. Now, how that works or whatever, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain some of it. And uh first let me give a shout out to B Tazzy. What's going on, Tazzy? I appreciate you. Um and Casey, I see some of your comments. I'm gonna try and get into that real quick. Um, why does CJ look like he's eleven his mind is stranger things? I could change the background if you want, but I thought the color looked nicer. Cut the garbage, Casey. So looking at it. Page started it. Punk then never got a chance to respond. Do you remember how that promo ended? A lot of people, I just listened to a bunch of different people talk about this just so I can make sure, am I crazy? But I'm starting to think other people are crazy. So Punk, they were like, why didn't Punk respond then and there? He couldn't have. He couldn't have because it was the last line of the promo. Page had to look strong so that he looked like a credible person when he went up against Punk. And all Punk could say was, I don't know why you're taking this so personally. What are you so angry about? Didn't didn't it end with Punk getting punched in the face? Punched in the face, knocked out, left on the ground like this. Mm-hmm. Punk still went out and did what he had to do. He bit his tongue. That's not a Punk that we ever know. You guys want him to get all upset and stuff all the time with this. But when this situation happened, nothing happened. Whatever. Now, we're just laying the timeline out for you guys so that way you could get it. Fast forward, CM Punk breaks his foot. He never got a chance to get on the microphone. But then when he got that microphone, he had the first chance to speak. It was time, brother. It was time to get his dig back in. And I don't know. Say it again. I said he broke his foot. Who cares? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying he broke his foot. He was gone for months. Not you. Not you. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about CM Punk and this narrative that he broke his foot and now he's all of a sudden the conquering hero from coming back from a broken foot. Big freaking deal. I don't think it was that. I think he was more so sad and that he never got to have that. You know, it was supposed to be the summer of Punk and blah, 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 blah. The, The thing they always play up with him. 
He never got the chance to do it, whatever. So he comes back, he gets the belt. This is all what they're planning on doing. And then this shit just went out of control. Like it just spun out of control at that media scrum. Things just went off the books. He he unloaded on Scott Colton, the wrestling media, everything else. And this is where I wanted to pick up with you, Sean. We we talked about this last week, but we didn't we talked about all out and then some of this. Yeah. I wanted to deep dive into this more yeah. so. How do you feel as far as Punk did what, what he did? Everybody got into this big scuffle. The EVPs, he said they couldn't manage a target. Punk said some disparaging things about them. But I want to bring this point up first. The wrestling media bias on this is insane. And I can prove it to you right now. I would have Sean Google right now CM Punk's name and read what it says, and then go and Google the elite's name and see what it says. CM Punk's the only person being talked about being fired. CM Punk is the only person. He's not in the wrong here, and I think we're going to get into that in a second, but I want to let Sean wrong. He is in the wrong. Just because two, there's two wrongs doesn't mean he's not in the wrong. I think in this one, well, actually, really, I could probably say there's like five, but I can say there's three for sure that need to be addressed. But there's really when, I, when, I say, when I say two wrongs, I'm being facetious. When there's multiple wrongs, that doesn't mean that you just add on to the wrong. CM Punk, I'm going to let you finish. No, 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 finish. I, I was kicking it to you. CM Punk did not start this issue. I, I acknowledge that wholeheartedly. I'm mad enough to admit I was wrong two weeks ago when I came on your show. By the way, make sure you check out Everything Pro Wrestling immediately following AEW every single Wednesday night. But that being said, I was wrong. See, it wasn't CM Punk who started this, but CM Punk had an opportunity, Conrad. CM Punk had an opportunity to do the right thing, be the better man, be a professional, show maturity. And what did he do? And you talk about he didn't do anything the night of the promo. Big freaking deal. He took two weeks to do or whatever, a month, whatever it was, after after he came back. It's been three months. He came back after the broken foot. After he wins the title, everything comes full circle. He's back on top. You're the world champion again. Adam Page is jerking the curtain in trios matches. What more do you want? But you got to take the time when hardly anybody was thinking about it and bring up old stuff. And let's in, in the wrestling world, three months is old stuff, okay, in the wrestling world. Me and you get into a fight, Conrad, it's fresh for a year. Me and you get into a fight in sports entertainment wrestling, it's over in two weeks. So at the end of the day, it's over. It's, nobody's thinking about it. You're the new world champion, and you want to bring up old stuff. It comes across as petty. It comes across as immature. That's the problem. No, CM Punk didn't start it. But CM Punk could have risen above it and shown that he's improved his maturity level from seven years ago. Yes, the EVPs are wrong. Yes, the Bucks and Omega and all those guys are out of line for what they did. No question. But my issue with Punk is we want better from you, CM Punk. We know that this click elite crap is, is like high school kids. We know that about them. They've been very opposite of shy about showing how immature they can be. Have you ever watched their YouTube channel? Have you ever watched their YouTube show? They're 30- and 40-year-old high school kids. 
And that's why we love them. It is what it is. But you're 40-plus-year-old CM Punk. You have made a successful comeback. You are the world champion. Don't respond. I don't know, man. I live by the petty a little bit. (laughs) But when you're talking about what happened with Punk, I think for someone, now I'm I'm delving into his history. I could be completely wrong about this. If somebody ever wants to smack me, I'm just assuming. A lot of assumptions here. I think Punk is someone who doesn't have his regular family by his side. He, I, I believe in his story. He went to live with like his best friend, someone in his family. I don't remember the entire thing, but he calls someone his sister that's not actually his sister. Mm-hmm. And his best friend at one time was Hulk Cabana. Mm-hmm. That is a personal bond. That is someone who he spent years with. Like I would assume. Like Say again. They were like this. Yeah, and I think that that's really personal to him. I mean, deep personal. And when you bring it up, he gets mad. He's like, "Yo, don't bring that up, dog." Because a lot of people never knew Punk side of it. That's why he unleashed in that that media scrum. It's it's absolutely um, crazy with uh everything that's happening with this it it just doesn't it just doesn't feel right and i want to get into some of the wrestling narrative stuff but i do want to uh acknowledge some of the comments here casey said punk's just responding everyone wants to throw the word professionalism at punk uh but they're not throwing it at the evps uh that was him talking about me connor what's up thank you for joining in Uh, The wrestling media are cowards. Meltzer couldn't even say it to Punk's face, but talks crap behind his back and Saps being a hypocrite. I I did. He did say something to Meltzer. And then all of a sudden on the show, they were kind of trashing him after. Ace says Punk is being a crybaby about it. Well, you can't say someone's being a crybaby. Then when you're ready to throw the fist, then it's all of a sudden, let's let's get all these other people involved. You can't have it both ways. Uh, According to Punk, he attempted to reach out to Paige to bury it all while he was out injured. Then after he called upon, uh, wait, after he called Paige upon his return, he allegedly tried again to bury the hatchet and Paige refused. Uh, And he said, also, do I need to say Sean slash Sean spelling? Apologize. Glasses are fly as hell. Uh, Can someone (laughs) remind me what was the question at the scrum that Punk was answering that led to all this? Punk said, let me start. Punk wanted to address the media because he was tired of the uh, the stuff that goes on with this. Now, this is this is what I really wanted to get into the the nook and cranny. Me and Sean have management backgrounds. I've been the worker and I've been the 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 person in charge. I've had that EVP esque type of power. I've never been the top dog where I don't have to answer anybody else, but I've had it to where I'm the middle management, just like the EVPs are. Tony, they still got to go through Tony for stuff. But in this situation, bro, I will say this. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks have demonstrated to me that they have no street smarts. Zero. None whatsoever. This dude just cut a promo and everybody's saying, oh, he said the line, if you have a problem with me, come see me or whatever he said. Right? Mm -hmm. Words to that effect. That doesn't mean you go see him literally right after he said it. That's bad timing. That is foolish. I have a brother. I know that's going to lead to a fight instantly. Didn't I? What are you doing in here? All right. Well, I don't. The first thing you try to defend yourself. He he said it. You're going to be defensive if someone's getting a fist thrown at him. Right about that. Not the time. Not the time. Now, rumor has it, Sean, that legal was in the room. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know how she ended up there. Why? And why would you bring legal to this when you could have had the conversation face to face with him? Facts. Like you haven't tried to do that. Um, what is your spin on the EVP side of things? I think I think that their their position should not be ironclad. I think that behaviors like this are non EVP esque and should come with significant um, significant punishment and and not excluding the possibility of their positions being taken away. I understand, like some, like in work, as you just correctly explained, I have a, a, a little bit of middle management experience as well. You can lose a title and still keep your job. That is That business does work that way sometimes. Now, if I take away your position as EVP and you decide to walk because of it, that's your choice. But if I take away EVP and say you can still be an active wrestler on this roster and still make money as a wrestler, okay, I'm giving you an opportunity to stay in the company. But you know what? Your position as EVP is no longer active because you've proven yourself to not be equipped to handle a management position. How dare you as a, as a, man, a manager or a supervisor get into an altercation with essentially your employee. Now I know CM Punk would never <laughs> agree with the fact that he works for the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega. I know if you asked him that, he'd say absolutely not. But you know what? According to the hierarchy of the way a job ladder works, an executive vice president does hold weight over an employee. And even though CM Punk is the was the world champion, he's not on a higher standing from a business standpoint than an executive vice president. So if I were Khan, I would say, you know what? You're suspended as it relates to, uh, you know, being an EVP. You have to prove to me that you are worthy of an executive title in this company. And this is where I, let me go back to the middle management point, because I think Tony has also done stuff that is going to hurt him, but we'll of get to Of course he has. First of all, I want you to jump into this, but I just want to say right quick, and I'm saying this with all humility and understanding that I've made this mistake myself. You cannot be friends with people who work for you. I under, You can be friendly. I told the story last week or two weeks ago. I was a coffee fetcher. I was friends with everyone. I was a coffee fetcher. And then I I went from being a coffee fetcher for getting coffee for people all the way to being those people's boss who I used to get coffee for. It's a tough transition because you're cool with these people. You like these people. But you have to make the transition and realize I'm your boss. And Khan doesn't have boss tendencies to me. He has to man up and do his job as a boss. I'm going to pause you on that because I want to come back to that for, for some management experience that I have that's that's different that'll read into some of this. Um, back to the EVPs first. How all of this... Ha- first, Ace Steel, if someone's falling on the sword, guys, I'm here to let you know, like I told you with Johnny Ace, I said if someone's getting fired, it's big Johnny Ace. He was donezo with the Vince story. Someone has to fall on the sword, and I think it's going to be Ace Steel in this situation. You dropped the F-bomb on TV, you bit an EVP, and you threw a chair at someone's face and gave him a black eye. Mm. I'm not saying that he was wrong, because supposedly his wife was in the room with a broken foot, and the dog was in there. 
Kenny Omega, I know he was trying to be the hero, but imagine if someone grabbed your dog on the streets. You you'd be like, dude, what are you doing, bro? You don't know if they're what are you what are you doing right now? And you already just came in to have a heated conversation with some of these people. It's very, very weird. Um, the EVPs, Kenny Omega's in a weird spot. They have a, a, a show right now that's gonna go on in Tokyo. Is Kenny Omega gonna be there for that? I'm wondering. Like, are you just suspended from wrestling or are you suspended from all your EVP duties? Because they want that game to come out. And if Kenny's not there, who knows how fast or how slow that's going to slow down the process for something that doesn't have a release date. Very awkward. Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson's wife works within the company. She helps make the gear or she's in charge of merchandising. This goes back to what I was saying originally with Tony Khan. How are you going to put yourself in these positions with all these folks when AEW was built off the back of the elite and they called all their friends to do this, this is a problem. Now, yeah, oh, everyone in the locker room's against CM Punk. Really, I'm so surprised. Wow, what a big surprise. Yeah, they hired everybody. Christopher Daniels, with all due respect, he wasn't getting a job in WWE. He knew that. He was working in Ring of Honor and TNA, and they never gave him the chance. Should he have gotten the chance? I think so. I think he's a good wrestler. He seems like a good dude. Anytime I've ever interacted with him, yeah, he's nice. But he is he is loyal to the Young Bucks and them for suggesting him for this position. Adam Hangman Page, he's not an EVP, but who do you think suggested the storylines for him to get up to the top because they believed in him? Omega and the Bucks. This is all a big, how do you think Cole Cabana got in? It wasn't because they were like, you know what? We could really use some classic old school ROH wrestlers. No, they they made a call for their friend and they got it. And that's how pro wrestling works. I get it. But Tony Khan has made a big mistake. Can you get rid of the Young Bucks and Kenny? And I think this is what he's going to have to weigh, Sean. You either get rid of Punk you get rid of Omega and the Bucks, or you make them agree. We all want them to get together and just agree and end all this. That's a perfect world. But let's just, for argument's sake, they get into it's either them or me or me or them, whatever. It's either the elite or punk. What side do you think does more damages, in your opinion? Now, let me lay this out to you. If you don't notice the the ratings trends, I usually never, ever talk about this, but it matters from a business perspective with this. CM Punk is their top rating draw for segments. CM Punk is their highest merchandise seller. I don't care what you say. CM Punk has put that out there. And I think Punk likes Tony Khan, despite what he said in there. I know he was being disrespectful in the uh, in the scrum, but I think he likes Tony Khan. I think he likes working for Tony Khan. He doesn't like the people in management around Tony Khan. Flip it to the other side. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, they're going to say that this was built off of our back. The the word elite is from us. You need us around. We've done everything. We've been here with you since day one, Tony, since you were putting this together by calling people before there was any ring built, anything like that. Come on, dog. You got to mess with us. And it just puts this all in a precarious position. Um, So it makes it interesting to me. Um, who would you side with in the situation? My my situation, my, my feeling is this. CM Punk is the, the biggest minute-for-minute minute draw as far as segments in AEW. My my question is this. If there's no company, who who what, what segment is he going to be uh, blowing the ratings up in then? None. Because there won't be any company. There won't be any show. Tony Khan 
that grown man needs to act like a grown man and needs to make people understand that there's nobody bigger than the company. Would Hulk, would, uh, would Vince McMahon get rid of Hulk Hogan in 1987? Probably not. Would uh, Eric Bischoff get rid of Sting in 1994? Probably not. Would Vince McMahon get rid of John Cena in 2008? Probably not. But you know something? When push comes to shove, to use your terminology, you have to realize that you cannot be held hostage by talent. And what the Bucks, Kenny Omega, I love them all. Bucks, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, all of them, okay? They're money to watch on television. I love them as a wrestling fan. But as a journalist and someone who takes this extremely seriously, as I know you do, I want you here. I'd rather you be here than not. But if you are not going to conduct yourself in a professional manner, you can take your talents elsewhere. Because I will be damned. I, I, this It may not work out if I let you guys go. And I'm talking about Punk, Omega, the Bucks, any of them. It may not work out. I'm letting you guys walk away might be the death of my company, but I will be damned if it's going to be the death of my company because I let you stay and inflict a cancer within the, the confines of my company. This petty fighting back and forth, grow up. We're here to make money and we're here to feed our families, period. Interesting, interesting. Um let me go back to six. Six agreeing with you, hundred percent with you on this one. None of this would fly if it was Vince. And I'm, I, I really think we have to get past the comparisons to Vince at this point. Like, I don't know what that dude had on people. All right, because some people would take it, but don't think there weren't people who just did whatever they want back there either. Like you said, Hogan. I know some people were like, oh, they didn't build everything off of CM Punk. I have never once heard, Sean, ever in my days of pro wrestling that the Bushwhackers were part of the draw for tonight and they <laughs> big money. That never happened. So don't start playing these games right now with that stuff, all right? You know it was Punk. Punk's going to say, yeah, my, I'm on all the cups. I'm on the poster. Don't do any of that dirty stuff. And it seems like the imbalance comes from top star wants what he wants. EVPs are used to getting what they want not working together. I want this and they want that. And they're two different schools of thoughts. You could tell by the whole hangman's not listening. Punk's old school. I'm listening to Gary Funk. Are you man enough, Conrad? And when I say Conrad, I'm talking about, I'm talking to you, I'm talking about Con. Are you man enough to look the eye of the tiger right in the eye and say, you know something? I'm willing to risk this company going down because you're not here. But I will not allow this petty high school bullcrap to take me down. If my legacy, if my legacy is going to be that I fired the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, or any combination of that, and because of the lack of ratings after they left, my company went down, I can look at myself in the mirror and say, I know I did the right thing. It didn't work out, but I did the right thing. But if I let these petulant children, petulant 
children who are like you accurately pointed out, acting out just because they're not getting their way, sit up here and stay and run the building like they own it. And then I go down, I have to live with that for the rest of my life. I, I think we have to see this too, though, from the locker room perspective. You hear what I'm saying? I, I, I see what you're saying. But I, I think it's not that easy either, though, to say, like, I let all of them go. No, that's not, that's not what I said, brother. That's not what I said. No, no, no. no. But I'm saying there's people who will say, let all of them go right. then. Okay. You can't do that. I told you, in a happy world, I think I'm trying to find a way to make this work. Punk's out for, what they say, eight months, nine months yeah, for uh, a torn tricep? That you got time now to try to fix this. How long do you keep Kenny and the Bucks out? I guess that depends on what you get from the third-party investigation. But you have Warner Discovery, a new big global merger that's happening. They're axing stuff just because. There's movies that are done, and they're like, oh, you're editing it? We don't want it to come out. We're saving money. Done. Don't even work on it anymore. They are looking for reasons not to have stuff. AEW, don't give them the reason. Let it rock. What I'm saying is, you got to think. You got a young roster in there. You got Hobbs. All those guys want to feed their kids too. What's the best way to do that? You got to get the television deal. You need a better television deal. WWE's doing it. And you don't want these guys to go to WWE. I would assume the last thing you need is Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns happening at WrestleMania because wow. Rock couldn't make it. Do you wow. see what I'm saying? That could be horrible for AEW. That could be you know like I mean? a nail in the AEW coffin if that happens. Yeah, you don't want that just to happen. Will that happen? I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know what you do in this situation. Punk's the draw. And I'll be honest with you guys, another weird thing you may not want to hear, Kenny Omega, they lost a lot of viewers when Kenny Omega came out. Since he's returned, they've been losing viewers. And I don't know if that's a bad thing. I couldn't tell you why that's happening. Maybe something else is on television that's taking away from it. I don't know. But in television ratings, do they really matter? Yeah. If I'm looking at it from a fan perspective, I like all these guys, and I want them all to work together. And I think the main thing Tony needs to do is build that relationship and get it back. And uh, hold on here. Sick and Casey are going back and forth about the uh, Brock disrespect. Not saying that was cool on Brock's behalf, but that instance didn't have the potential of costing Vince's company either. Uh, Ricelmania, what's going on? Thank you for hopping in here. Also, CJ, is not a comparison. It's a fact. No matter what you say, no matter what you think of Vince, he was respected. Well, let me let me let me touch on that for literally thirty seconds. Um, shout out to Six. Shout out to to, to CJ Briggs. All you guys appreciate you guys. Um, Vince is respected for what he's done in the industry, no question about that. But Vince is obviously his reputation has been severely tainted. I want to clarify my my stance on what I was saying in the Vince comparison earlier. Vince McMahon would not allow anyone, in my opinion, I could be wrong. But I don't think Vince McMahon would allow anyone to take him down. He would take himself down by sticking to his own ridiculous devices and opinions about how the business should go. But you got to remember, even Hogan. Hogan took a year off because of the steroid thing back in 1992. So it's not like Vince is going to say, like, F the world. I'm going to do whatever I want no matter what. Vince did say, you know what, Hulk, Terry, brother. You, you might have to take a little time off because we're in hot water right now. So even Vince, with the biggest star in the history of the industry, arguably 
Rock, Austin, whoever you want to bring up. He even sat Hogan down for a year. So who 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 are Kenny Omega and Young? And I love them. I love words can't express how much I'm a fan of the elite. But I'm a journalist and I take this crap seriously. They're wrong. And CM Punk is wrong, and it cannot go unpunished. You you have to do something. The my question is is firing because that only person I've heard really on the most part say let's fire him is Punk. Punk and well obviously Ace Steel. Right. Those are the two that I keep hearing like they gotta go. Um, Casey said they should get a deal with CBS because they have the, all those awful shows NCS and CIS and CSI. Twenty seasons of crap. Uh, Demond says, uh, if you can make money, if all parties get involved and can coexist, um, if not, you got to look at who draws the money, uh, and fans and the locker room feel is a better fit, but the, the well is poisoned already is what I'm trying to say. The locker room is going to side with the bucks, no matter what, because they hired all those people. It doesn't work that way. You can't, you can't get into that. And if we talk about people pulling click moves, Hold on. I did have an update, Sean, that I did want to bring up right before from uh, is this Fightful Select this is coming from. Uh, They said one source indicated that they've uh, been sworn that the Young Bucks asked to speak to someone in WWE management. So those feelers that were out there, someone said they weren't true. And now someone's swearing that they are. It is yet to be confirmed, but the rumor has persisted within WWE for several weeks now. And yes, this is part of the game. You do that. I hear you. I get it. But now they're playing a power play on Tony yes, before Tony even made his decision. They're like, we'll, we'll walk right on out of here with Kenny Omega. If the Bucks are doing, you don't think Kenny's going to go with them or at least think about it? They go with their friends, man. Well, see, everything you're saying, my brother, is, is it's, it's a thousand percent accurate and a thousand percent was a thing. No, There's no such thing more than a hundred percent. I hate when people say a hundred and ten percent. Like, there's no such thing. But anyway, but are you a man? Are you a man, Tony Khan? Are you a man? Are you going to allow your employees, people whose paychecks you sign, dictate what you're going to do in your company? That, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. They're wrong. I don't care how popular they are. I don't even care if they go to WWE. I don't want that to happen. But I don't care because I'm not going to let you take over my company. To comment on Sonny, Sonny, thank you for hopping in here. Uh, Is there a little bit of jealousy mixed in with it? Even if they're kids, the Young Bucks, they did something I'm sure CM Punk would have loved to do, start a wrestling promotion. CM Punk was offered to come in when AEW started. Yes, he was. I don't think a lot of people know that. Punk said no, because do you know how many times he's heard, I'm starting this wrestling promotion, I got this great idea, and I got a lot of money, and then you get uh, WSX, or I'm, I'm trying to think of some other crazy ones that came out. You remember the yeah. stuff that was on like MTV? Yeah, they have all these crazy ideas, and it's gone in a month. You think CM Punk wants his name attached to that? No. But so he was like, Punk, you realize CM Punk made a big mistake, though. No, I think he waited to say, okay, I will be a big signing for you, but I'm not going to put my name on something that I have no clue what's going on and if it's going to work. He was like, absolutely. What I mean, though, if if CM Punk was a founding father of AEW, how do you think this situation would have played out? Hmm. Interesting. That would be different. 
I don't know if he would want to be an EVP. Uh, I, I feel like he would have took the Jericho route, though, and said, I, I don't need EVP status because I'm a big enough name as it is, and I'm going to okay. come talk to you and do and whatever I want. And that's a solid, as usual, you always bring articulate, educated opinions. That's a solid opinion. But Jericho is considered a founding father, and I bet you if this situation was Chris Jericho instead of CM Punk, it would have played out a lot differently. Yeah, hundred percent. But that's different, and this is why I want to get into with Tony Khan. This is I will put a bow on this, and then we'll get into the other stuff here before Raw. What's going on, Chris? I see you, brother. I see you throwing up the peace sign. The idea of Tony Khan. There are different personalities, Sean, in the world, and I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. There are different types of people. There are different types of managers. You do not handle every situation with every person the same. I used to think that. I used to think, oh, well, that's not fair if I do something different with this person. With When it comes to like disciplining and fixing a situation, 100% you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned that in, after doing like some courses, leadership, all that good stuff, right? Um, getting into it. Tony Khan is not a dominant personality like Vince. Those people often are are seen as, um, how do I want to put this, like toxic kind of bosses to most people. You know what I mean? Like that old guard. I don't know if you remember when you first started working, Sean, but th- those were the people who you used to have to deal with. You're like, oh, my goodness. Right. You're still outdated. <laughs> and they're just like, you're going to do what I tell you to do. Blah, 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 blah. And now it's changing. That's not the most common boss that you're going to get anymore. It's the Tony Khan type now who is running a lot of this stuff because there's more of those types of people in the world. They're they're trying to serve you. They're trying to make you happy. Like, okay, listen, what what can we do? Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. So with Tony, I don't think he's that type of person, but he's got to tap in. I'm tapping my skin. For those who are uh, listening on the audio version, you have to tap in. And you have to figure out, how do I get these guys to listen to me? He has to draw the line. And if he doesn't want to do it, then hire someone to do it, Tony. You got Regal and all those guys there. Those are who Those are who should be the EVPs, Regal, Arn Anderson. That's right. You don't want active wrestlers in there trying to book things, in my and, opinion. And I wouldn't want them. I'm hugging everybody. Every every media scrum that, that might be that might be culture. I've always said that too. With it, there's different cultures. You do different things. Like uh-huh. I, I, I've learned that when someone from Japan hands you a business card, you take it with two hands. Most people will be like, "What are you doing? Why are you being so weird?" And I'm like, "It's not weird. It's showing respect. Please stop." Okay, I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger, bro. I'm a hugger. Um, I, I'm. You walk around hugging your employees is a conflict of interest, bro. It's a conflict of, you know what it screams? It screams desperation. Thank you, thank you so much for all you've done for me. Wait a minute. Wait, what? Wait a minute. Like, like I'm, I'm hugging, you're hugging Swerve Strickland, who I have a lot of respect for. You're hugging Swerve Strickland after an interview where he just pretty much put down the longest tenured tag team in your entire company. And it was real. He was, he was genuine when he was saying, yo, like, the acclaimed don't deserve another title shot. They're they're not on our level. He was dead serious. But you're oh thank thank you thank you I, I love you Swerve I I love you I love you uh, Keith Lee like let me every every interview CM Punk I might as well kiss him on the mouth like give me a break. I, like I said I'm going to assume that's culture stuff. Like his father's not from here, and I'm sure his father taught him where he came from. The customs you do, you treat people with respect. This is how you you know I I'm just putting it out there, Sean. You yeah. got to wonder. 
you know you know me very well. You know I have no issue with people's cultural backgrounds and how they handle their business from a cultural standpoint. I don't have any bias one way or another. I just know when you're a boss, there has to be some level of separation. Yeah. And, and and he's he needs to get that in place. How he does it, I don't know. I I guess this is things we'll have to watch out for. This situation is not over, and I'm sure me and Sean will have many more conversations about this in the next coming months. But um, and I see someone put higher Vince. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, please don't. I hope you mean Vince Carter or somebody because no, not McMahon. It's honor. Yeah. Yeah, B-Boy said Tony's dad can step in and help him out. <laughs> I agree with Casey. What's his dad going to do? Look at the Jags. Yeah, like what? Pops ain't going to help you with nothing. It's a culture thing, but here I think uh, it makes you look weak in the States and you're in a power role. And you're not wrong at that. I, people, listen, in some countries you're not supposed to wear a red shirt, but here in America or a red tie, that's a power color. That's You know what I mean? It's it's Maybe it's the business background in my head, but that's how I think with some of the stuff. So I'm always trying to uh, – Put it out there. And, and, and I want to say this one quick thing about Khan before we move on. I like on it. Yeah, let's put it I like him a lot. From the outside looking in, I like him a lot. I don't think he's a bad guy, and I think he deserves better. But I think he's painted himself into a corner, and I think he has to dig himself out. Yeah. And I would recommend everybody watch some of the news sources that you're getting from. Just listen to it. Just listen to see if you're hearing stuff's going one way. We went both ways on this. All parties are wrong. I think we can all agree with that. And should everyone at least be suspended? Yes, 100%. And I'm not talking some short suspension either. I'm talking you're gone for a minute, bro. No pay. I don't want to hear nothing. Exactly. If anyone gives them problems or lip after that, peace. We don't need you. All right? Now, let's get into this subject here. We're going to talk a little. Braun Strowman made his return last week to Raw, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Braun Strowman came out in some power, speaking of power colors, them red pants right there. He came out sporting nipple rings, and he has a uh, the new nose ring in there. Uh, I can't remember what it's actually called. There's a specific name for the one that goes in between both of the nostrils, but he was rocking that. Braun came in, he looked a little slimmer, but whatever. Braun looked like Braun still. He came in and did his thing. He did the choo-choo train, all that. Sean. Put the, what? Camera, put the camera back on me. <laughs> the disappointment. I was trying to wait till you move, but apparently you want people to see this. Braun Strowman coming back to WWE means absolutely nothing to me. Braun Strowman could go down. Only reason I'm saying could is because I haven't thought about it that much. But Braun Strowman could go down as the most overrated professional wrestler I've ever seen. Braun Strowman is so limited on the stick. He's so limited from a charisma standpoint. Braun Strowman makes me sick to my stomach every single time I see him on television. He is trash. What is the infatuation with this guy? Because he's big and he's strong. And he goes, rawr. 
That that is that the infatuation because he can go like this and run around the ring. He's a tremendous athlete. He is the void of charisma. He is a charismatic black hole. Man, I um, don't care that he's back. Period. Asap <laughs> Boo Braun Strowman is back. Braun Strowman more like Yon Strowman. You guys are harsh in this chat. No one cares about Braun is back in WWE. Montana 01, what's good, Montana? He said, look at the reaction Strowman got. Who knows what the Triple H version of him will be? No, no, no. Leave that comment up there, brother. No. Montana. If there is a return in the world of... We as professional wrestling fans have always been susceptible to excessive excitement when people make debuts or returns. Everybody gets pop when they return. Give him three weeks to remind us how boring he is, and that reaction will go away. He had a huge unexpected return on SmackDown on Raw. He came over to SmackDown, but when he's putting up Snorfest matches again and underachieving like he always has, there's a reason he wasn't successful in cashing in money in the bank. There's a reason why he was a last-minute fill-in to face Goldberg at WrestleMania. Goldberg is overrated. Don't be fooled by reactions of people returning to the ring. If Santino Morella, and I'm saying this with affection because I like Santino Morella, if Santino Morella came back, there would be a massive ovation. I will give you a real example. Do you remember when the coach came back? The coach got a standing ovation. Standing Ovation! The coach! Everybody gets big pops when they come back. That means nothing. I'm sorry. Casey said Braun Strowman is garbage. Yeah, nipple rings version of Braun is going to be wild. Uh, But the nipple rings, big hub, the nipple rings. He said three weeks. I'll take that bet. Ooh, he saw. Okay, listen. I'm I'm not a Braun Strowman fan at all, at all. I don't know. I don't know about this move. Triple H has had some questionable like decisions lately, and I don't know why. Maybe that's a creative thing. Maybe he's just trying to mess around with things. Maybe he let Bruce book. I don't know what happened, but whatever. Triple H right now is the new kid on the block, Sean. I said this before. I'm going to keep saying this. This was Tony Khan's role mm-hmm. up until uh, until the Vince thing happened. Tony Khan was cool. He could do no wrong. AEW is the best place to be. They have unicorns backstage for you to ride, sunshine, rainbows, all that stuff. Right. And now all of a sudden, welcome to AEW. It's a hellhole, apparently, and nobody wants to be there. Guess what? WWE is now the land of, it looks like a New Day video. It's rainbows. Everybody's happy. They're dancing around. They're great to be back. 
Triple H is letting us do what we want. Is that a bad thing? No. But the day is going to come where this runs out. He's going to do something that makes all of us mad and we're going to be upset, just like everybody's mad at Tony Khan right now. That's for now. That's for now. And we'll see what happens. I'm sure Kevin Dunn's training his replacement. How do you feel about my take about everybody gets pops when they come back? I don't. Stop me when you're telling lies in the words of CM Punk. Everybody gets a pop when they come back. Dexter Loomis, they've been using him. It's it's different. It's different. Um, and, and I want to throw one Hit Row. I personally love Hit Row. Hit Row has gotten no reaction since their first week coming back. Hit, hit Row doesn't work because I think they're being too complicated for it. Mm-hmm. You have to remember, wrestling is a, a diverse audience. And I love that they're playing into, if you didn't know, me and Sean are uh, African-American. We come from that background. And I, we, I love hip-hop. I love R&B. I love all that stuff. And I like when it's in my wrestling. Mm-hmm. But you have to dumb it down for people. A little bit. Most, yep. I remember this. Max Castro used to come out. He could he could actually rap. He could come out there and be like about a boob a boob a boob a boob a boob. He could actually spit. Yeah, he was doing that at first on dark. And guess what happened? Someone said, "Come here." What? You need to slow it down. You need to say three lines that people are going to remember instead of you showing your skills. And he was like, "That makes sense." Okay, and then they put him with Bowens because Bowens is a great wrestler and he's full of energy. Right. He's he's the uh, the Billy Gunn of the group. He looks right. great. Great analogy, bro. Great analogy. That's why that works. You know what's wrong with Hit Row? Hit Row has the same thing. I feel mm-hmm. there's something there. You just have to once again tap into it. How do you do that? Ashante the Adonis to me, he's the wrestler. He's the one that I think can do something. He can go. He's Yeah, he's fine. When I, say, when I say he can go, I mean he can go in the ring like he's good. Yeah, because he's definitely not rapping. Right. <laughs> definitely. He's the hype man, and that would be the role I would have him play. Now, uh, Top Dollar, I'm trying to make sure that's the names that they're using now because oh, I know they have Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Top, top Dollar, he can rap. He brings a, a star presence. To me right now, Top Dollar doesn't dress like a star. Top Dollar's got to get rid of like the basketball jerseys that he he's got to look fly, like completely fresh. He's got to have gear like the Street Profits. They look good all the time. Top Dollar's gear looks like, bro, it looks like you washed that a couple times and you came out. You got to look fly all the time, and that's well, no hate. Man. Well, I want I want him to look great, and I think with them and the Street Profits away from each other, away. Don't have them interact. Let Street Profits do their thing and let them do their thing. And B-Fab, B-Fab looks great with the aesthetic of them. Mm-hmm. B-Fab just needs to be getting trained. B-Fab needs to be going down to NXT doing practice matches but not put on TV then. Right. And have her just out there as part of the act. And right. you could do something with that. And if you could find maybe one more piece, you could probably add that to them like they had with Swerve. I'm I not like, saying Swerve. Can I give you my opinion? I like, I like Carmelo Hayes. Mm-hmm. If, if Carmelo Hayes joined... And even the guy with Carmelo Hayes, I'm drawing a blank. I apologize. Um, Carmelo Hayes' uh, manager. You add those two to the hit to hit row, I think that's a win. You could definitely make that a nice group, a nice stable, and the focus could be to keep him as the main champion. He's going to be a big player. I I'm telling you. I know a lot of people are talking uh, uh, Braun Breaker. 
Carmelo Hayes is right next to him. Don't let don't let him leapfrog you. That's all I'm gonna say. He's proven to be amazing. Don't get me started on Braun Breaker. No comment at this point. Um, let's see here. Um, if Braun uh, had a manager to unleash him on people, that'd be cool. But managers are few to none. Yeah, I don't think we're getting. Yeah, I like that take. I like that take. My biggest issue with with Braun is he's the lack of he's lack of charisma. I would be a fool if I said he's not a tremendous athlete. You give me somebody Paul Heyman esque in his corner, I think it does wonders for his career. Let me see. Hit Row needs a front man because this trio I'm not feeling. Thumbs down. Uh, Scott Swerve Scott was that front man. That's why it originally worked. That's because Swerve can actually rap. Swerve was nice. Uh, top dollar. Uh, get rid of the Walmart jerseys from the early 2000s. Yeah, that's. It, it just doesn't look good, man. Trick. Trick. Uh, I think Trick Williams. Mm. Uh, Mellow is money. I like it. Real quick, guys, I'm going to give you a quick little miniature preview of Raw before we get into our end segment here. Uh, Tonight on Monday Night Raw, it looks like we're going to get Edge versus Dominic Mysterio. Uh, A lot of people just down my boy Dominic, man. I I don't know what this kid did, but they're like, this man is straight garbage. He was on pay-per-view with Rollins and nobody said this, and now he's just just trash. Um, I want to see what he could do, though. I really want to see what he does as a heel. I'm interested in that matchup. Real quick, Montana, um, I see what you said. I just think that Braun Breaker has work to do from a um, from a promotional standpoint. His promos are weak. He gets his promo game up. Yes, he's tremendous in the ring, and he has a tremendous look. No argument there. Should he lean into Scott Steiner more? I think so. <laughs> I, I don't think- know if you can say half that stuff because Scott Steiner was one of the best. I think so. I think so. He needs a little something. Um, as far as Dominic is concerned, we need a promo. We can't just have him join the Judgment Day. They're almost there. I love the heel turn. You can't have oh, – yes. <laughs> I like that. But you can't, you can't just have him come out with the Judgment Day with no explanation. He needs a promo. I love the heel turn, and I think Dominic has potential. You have to explain why. Dad, you were never there for me. Dad, you never were there for me as much as Eddie was there for me. Like something, something. You have to talk. Yeah. He, he's he got to get a microphone and he's got to say his piece to uh, put himself over with it. Uh, also tonight, sick. Uh, a lot of people are going to be wondering, what what's this man going to do? There's rumors of who he's wrestling. I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But Johnny Gargano is back. Sean, I don't know. What do you think of Johnny Gargano? You either love him or people hate him. People call him Johnny. I love Johnny Gargano. I love Johnny Gargano. I think he's a tremendous wrestling talent. Love Johnny Gargano as well. Uh, Definitely one of my favorites. I I think he's actually going to help Theory probably get over. I know people aren't going to want to hear that, but I think that's why he's there. I'm actually mad they didn't put the way back together. I thought that would have been cool. See, I didn't like John. See, Johnny Gargano was a heel to me, straight corny. Oh, you never, oh no. okay. Too, uh, too corny for me, but I like babyface Johnny. Him and Tommaso Champa story is one of my favorites of all time. Like, if you go back, you would have thought I saw Macho Man Hogan again. I put it, like, in uh, WWE, like, top five storylines they ever okay. told. Okay. So good. And I, I, I used I guess, to – I guess I like Gargano either way. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, so I, I can't wait to see what he does in ring tonight. And uh, the big match here, it looks like we're getting the uh, women's tag champs in a rematch from the finals here. 
please write this wrong, WWE. I don't know if the belts are on the line or whatnot, but please write this wrong. No, the belts are on the line. And I want to say I think this might be one of those times where uh, Triple H or whoever's in charge, I'm assuming Triple H, um, maybe have heard the uh, the whispers or the screams, I should say, about how the match should have went the other way. And I think they're writing the right. They're writing the wrong tonight. I, I think that's what this match is all about. Right. Montana says he's some years out, but he's off to a good start for his age. I'm assuming that's about Dominic. No, he, I think he's talking about Braun Breaker. Oh, Braun Breaker still? Right. My apologies. Mm. We're, I see people jumping back and forth. Dominic looks like Eddie in all black. <laughs> um, listen, man, I can't even take that group serious anymore, though. Ever since I heard that they said uh, Finn Balor's from Grape Street now because he's got that thing in his back pocket. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's just over. Uh, Brown Breaker is dumb. I love him as a performer, but why are they calling him Breaker? They acknowledge his dad and uncle, so just call him Steiner. I've always said the Rex Steiner name is way better. 100%. Matt Lopez says, I'm happy to see Gargano in the ring. Matty L. L. (laughs) Love Johnny's snooze button, Casey. Come (laughs) on now. Brown Breaker won't work. Don't want to see people uh, shorting it to BS. Uh, let's see here. Next, uh, new tag champs. There's no possible way they keep the championships. I hope not. And he agreed with you. It was Braun he was talking about. So thank you for that correction. Uh, remember when DIY beat the bar in 2019? Right. Yes. DIY will be back together, I think, too. Dom has the personality of an on-screen slug. Deanna, <laughs> give him a chance. He has to talk. Now, if he comes out and does a, a corny promo, I'll give you that. But he hasn't had a chance to speak yet, man. Give the belts to Sky and Kai and let Raquel powerbomb her partner and turn heel like she was in NXT. I'm with it. I'm with it because they got to go. You know what? I'm going to throw something out there that is not even on anybody's radar. I think, oh, my God, I'm just I'm getting chills. What about Raquel in Judgment Day? Interesting. That would be an interesting uh, way to do it. I would like it. Her and Rhea Ripley as tag champs would definitely tear it up. Ooh, ooh. I, I like, but see, I like Rhea versus Bianca. I really want to see that matchup in like full force, that one on one. They they won't they won't let Tom speak. I want him to do better though. Uh, hopefully, Rhea beats a personality into him. Come on, Matt. Come on now. There's kids wow. watching this show. Wow. Come on now. Come on with that filth. And Raquel, right. Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez, whatever your name is, stop smiling and kissing babies and. Giving high fives and 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 you're you're corny now. You used to be a killer. Get back to your NXT ways. She might be the reason why we got Braun back. Oh, man. But final segment. You know we got to talk about them. We're talking about the ones. We're talking about the bloodline. Now, Sean, they've been a tremendous act. Personally, I'm not gonna lie. They got a new member in Solo Sokoa, as you can see on screen here. Sami Zayn's back's hurting from carrying all of them. And I love it's, it. It's been great to me. If you ask me what's the best storyline in professional wrestling right now, that's a legitimate storyline because obviously everyone's gonna be like, So you're a punk in the elite and all this craziness. Sami Zayn is doing what he's supposed to do. This man has me invested in him as a character, and I know what's gonna happen, and it's gonna hurt when it happens, but I'm also gonna be happy when it happens because I know what it's leading to. 
I am looking forward to this. And I think he's been doing a great job. When Rikishi said, I'm proud of my three kids, he was like, actually, you could probably say you're proud of four. It was the greatest line that he quote tweeted that. Sami Zayn has been crushing the game. These guys have been crushing as the bloodline. But, Sean, you always have some interesting and good ideas. We're going into Survivor Series right now. What would you say is the setup right now for Survivor Series with the bloodline? They've been on a tremendous roll. They've got all the gold right now. They're walking around. This is how they live, man, right here. This is the best picture you could put up for them, I think. And I, I don't know. I don't know what you would set up to do. They, they've got their whole crew together. What do you think is the play going forward for them? Like, what are the matchups you see happening? I say this with so little belief that they'll do the right thing. Um, hopefully, Triple H understands how horrible the, the Survivor Series setup has been over the past few years. But assuming that they make a change, I would have it. I mean, it's not really that astronomical, you know, rocket science perspective. I think it's pretty plain to see. The Usos, Solo, and Sammy in a Survivor Series team. And I would just put them up against, you know, whoever. I can't I can't really think of an opponent right now. But um, you know, I, I don't I don't care. I just think that they should be a Survivor Series team. And I think that Roman should have a title defense. I, I, I'm tired of this like champion versus champion or champions versus champions with no consequence vibe. I think that you have a really cool situation with the Usos and Solo and Sammy. And I think Sammy eventually obviously gets kicked out of the bloodline. But I am actually – he's growing on me, man. Sammy has been very entertaining in this role. What do you think? Matt Lopez comes with what I was thinking. The bloodline versus KO, Drew, and the Prophets. I'm not mad about that. I would love that. I think you can do it, and you could have Roman get DQ. Maybe if you don't even want Roman in the match, you change it to uh, four-on-four, whatever you want to do with this. It doesn't doesn't have to be Roman. There would be a four-on-four with Sammy, the Usos, and, and, and Solo. Now, here's how you book it, though, mm-hmm. in my in my honest opinion. You have the Usos go out. Maybe you have one Uso. Then you got uh, Solo Sokoa and whoever get, like, a double count out. The other Uso gets pen. Main event, Jay is out because him and Sammy weren't getting along. And it's, I don't know, three-on-one, two-on-one, whatever. Sammy Zayn is left by himself, but he turns into old Sammy Zayn. The oh. Sammy Zayn from NXT, where you're like, this dude can go. And he's just doing blue thunder bomb. Let's go. He's doing all the crazy moves and he tries oh. and he's this close. But then whoever it is, Drew, KO, done. Little knocked him silly. He loses at the last second, but he put a valiant effort. He eliminated more people than all of you. Right. What happened? And then I think you could have the setup to where Roman turns on him, and this should lead to the Usos. I think at WrestleMania it needs to be the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin Owens. Oh, sure, for the tag belts? I love it. Yeah, let the Usos keep them until then if we're going to ride out with this storyline. What is going on in the chat right now? Somebody just wrote scissor me. Knock it off in there. (laughs) Knock it off. Um, a bunch of people just going in. Bloodline versus Judgment Day. I don't think they'll do heel versus heel. Because uh, you need – the Judgment Day needs wins, Connor. You can't really book that, I think, right now at this point. Exactly. They have to win, start winning some matches. 
Yeah. Uso Survivor Series team and Sammy saves the win. Uh, Edge versus Roman for the double championship. I don't. Th- Roman Reigns is running out of opponents, so he's going to have to be really smart when it comes to this. Split the titles for God's sake. Split them. I don't. I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know if you're not. If you're not going to have the roster split, I don't know if you can do it. Very easy, my brother. Very easy. All you have to do is say that he's not fulfilling his contractual obligation to the WWE Championship. You have the whole idea of them being the universal, undisputed universal title. That's putting together. You have to change the name. That's to be the universal title and the WWE title. And you have to say that he's not fulfilling his contractual obligations and strip him. And that means he doesn't lose and we get a title again on somebody else. You can't have pay-per-views without world championships. I think I'm just so beyond. I miss the days of one champion because there was there's one person to beat. You can't really have this two because someone feels like an afterthought. Don't you agree? Like I, I you knew, bro. Like, uh, you dude. knew, bro. Like you know, Alberto Del Rio going out first with defending the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, brother! And they're gonna try to tell you this dude's a main eventer, and you're just like, no, bro. You're like the Intercontinental Champ. That's what you should have right now. I, I guess my problem. My own, you're 100 right, but I guess my issue is that I'm just tired of. The idea, because Roman is going to have a limited schedule, and that means we're going to have pay-per-views without world title matches. Right. Um, Hawk is saying they could do two-fall match, one for the WWE, one for the Universal. I think you just combine this championship's history. Can we all just admit it? The Universal title was cursed from day one. It was. Everybody who's had it. So just combine that history, just crumple it up, and this is the new undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Done. And then if you want to bring a title back, bring back Big Gold. Just let Big Gold come back. It's a beautiful belt. Yes, and it you is. just got it sitting there. I, I, that's what I would do personally. I'd rather see you bring back Big Gold and we have to have two belts. Because I'm sure USA and all of them are like, yo, Roman's not featured enough. We need another champion because this ain't working, man. You right. got to have a world championship. Yeah, world championship guys on, on Raw, like – KO and Seth, like I mean, we need Cody's eventually going to be back. You have to have an opportunity for be to be a world champion. And at this point, Roman Oates unbeatable. So who's going to take it from him? Yeah, with rumors of the Rock coming in for Mania, I hope we get there. Um, Matt Lopez brings up Seth versus Roman Reigns at the Survivor Series marks the ten year anniversary of the Shield. Mm. It, it wouldn't feel right without Moxley being there, but it's crazy that they're all carrying their respective brands right now too. Good for them. I love the Shield. Uh, Roman is off of Extreme Rules. That is ridiculous, in my opinion, to not have him on there. Who signed this contract for him? Crazy. I was reading an article where Triple H said he was going to redesign all the belts. I'm for it. Please. I certainly hope so. That Intercontinental belt's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. No, start with them nickels, the tag titles first. (laughs) Get that strap off and run those things over. Uh, Montana said kind of felt like Drew should have won the belt at Clash at the Castle. He could have, but you can't take – Roman has built himself up so high now. And to me, there's only one person who can beat him, and you're you're waiting until he comes back. Adrenaline in the soul. He's got to do it for Dusty one time. And you know what, Sean? You apologize to me. I owe you an apology too. Going back to that beginning conversation we had, about Cody Rhodes. Now, I, I I will still say Cody booked himself into a bad position at AW. No one will ever get me to change my mind on that. But maybe, maybe there's more to the Cody Rhodes story that he was the same because he's uh, political and tact. 
that he didn't mention with this story that's unfolding now. Maybe it's on both sides. Maybe he was just saying about one side, but he'll probably never admit to it. But I can't wait to one day possibly hear like, well, why did you leave AEW? So you were you were kind of right about that. We had a disagreement on one of the dynamite streams. See, I don't forget. I'm petty. See, petty people don't forget. I love it. I love it. Have remorse. Um, Sean, let the people know what you got coming up this week, man, going on for you. Oh, it's crazy right now, man. It's not uh, – we, we, we're, we're so fired up about this season because it's fight season. It's, you know, I'm talking about boxing, wrestling, MMA. Um, be on the lookout for some major things. I'm working with Fight TV. We are working with Fight TV on some big things. So make sure you check the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly YouTube channel. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. The handle is right there. Um, we're, we're getting fired up for some major, major developments. So um, look, look on your local listings about upcoming fights, uh, boxing matches for world championships. And nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly is going to be covering it. So make sure you look out for that. And I will have a lot more updates as the days, weeks, and months go by. That is for sure. Um People are bringing up their different reasons why they think Cody left. Um, I appreciate you guys. As far as uh, everything pro wrestling is concerned, you guys can follow me on all social media at EPW show. If you don't see that popping up, then type in everything pro wrestling on YouTube. Always looking for more people to subscribe. If you guys are listening to us on audio versions, please leave us a five-star review on whatever platform and whoever you are listening to it on. And if you follow me, do me a favor. The reason this is called Clash of the Podcast is because I want you to follow Sean as well. And I'm sure it goes vice versa. Same feelings. It's mutual. So make sure you're following Sean. We're going to have some nice things planned for you guys coming up here with uh, the Clash of the Podcast brand. And uh, we're happy to bring this to you. And-, and I'm saying it on air. I'm cutting off my, my brother and co-host to say it on air. It is very obvious. I have no problem. I'm a truthful guy. The EPW brand is outstanding. Hubbard Wrestling Weekly is, is young, upcoming. The EPW brand, I get it. I get it. And I'm not mad about it. That's, that's my brother. Love him like a brother. EPW's on fire right now, so I understand. But if you get a chance, just check out my stuff. I'm sure you'll like it as well. Tell them. You guys will catch me and Derek on Wednesday getting ready for an AEW Dynamite review. Hopefully it doesn't feel as weird as last week as we were at the show, so we'll talk about a little bit of that. Uh, before myself and Sean, we will catch you guys next week talking some more pro wrestling. We are out. One.